Welcome to the show. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome back for another exciting and enthralling episode of The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> That's all you can ask for today. We're here. Okay, this is my uh, this is my thought, Steve. Yeah. Even when you're having a hard day, maybe the first ten minutes of this show, I will start to see it dripping off of you, and you'll become very relaxed and uh, be having a good time here very shortly. So don't yes. beat yourself up, dude. This is the current highlight of my day, so I'm glad I was able to be here. Perfect. Uh, you know, defied life and limb on last week's episode with Bax in my studio. Yeah, you did. Uh, Which this is, is uh, you, we're going to start calling you Jack Anna, dude. You had bats yeah. in your studio last week. Uh, now you got some pussycats in your studio today. Yeah, you know, I feel like my house is trying to kill me. I've had bears try to break in recently. I've had scorpions, uh, bats. And uh, yeah, so today you get to see my living room, and uh, I have no way of isolating my now two cats that I have, so yeah. they're probably going to be in the background throughout today's show, so that'll be fun. I'm honestly hoping we don't do anything memorable today, so I don't have to post this video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, uh, did you Steve, hear Steve got a new cat, Bruski? I did. Last week, he, remember, okay. he mentioned something about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about the scorpions. So where, oh. where, where where exactly is Klaus Mine hiding right now? Right. I didn't get to see the scorpions live. That would have been fun. I didn't know that here in the mountains I had scorpions until I almost stepped on one in my garage a month or two back. And Is that a new thing? Like, uh, I didn't think you had them there either. Apparently, according to my Google research, we do have them here. They're not super common, but uh, they're around. And yeah, I picked up a box in my garage and freaking scorpion comes running out. <laughs> did you poo a little bit in your pants? Well, I did, but I had this split-second moment of, like, a scorpion, stay away, but I can't just let this thing run off into my garage and set up camp here, so well, I made the uh, split-second decision, sorry, PETA, to crush the scorpion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, what, was it thick and juicy? Oh, yeah, it was, absolutely. There was all this scorpion goo that squirted well, out of whatever. Well, technically, they, I mean, they're not... They won't kill you if they sting you. It's just really more of an annoyance than anything. Oh, and I thought annoyance. that was the whole premise. I thought it hurt real bad and could possibly kill you. No, 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 no. Scorpions here can't can't do that. There, there are certain ones I believe are in Africa that if you get stung by, then you really got something to worry about. Oh, uh, I thought it was poisonous. So yeah, I figured it was me or him. So sorry. You got to have some pictures of that bad boy on your iPhone, right? Yeah, the crushed yeah. version of him. Yes. Yeah, I got to see that someday, yes. dude. I will share uh, eventually. So. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net, and uh, we've got all the socials, and they're right there. You can find them and communicate with our show. Yes, including the video of me being attacked by a bat last week, so uh, go check that out. I think it's fun for everyone, really, except me. But What's up with that video, dude? I, I figured that video would get way more views that uh, we had a host attacked by a bat. 
I am disappointed as well by the social media audience out there. I, I figured us talking about Kid Rockets, 10,000 views, me being attacked by a bat, where right. I almost got a virus, rabies, would go viral on the interweb, but uh, yes. I don't know. No one, no one seems to really give a crap that I was just <laughs> by the, Maybe was it's killed. because the holiday weekend was coming up, like people weren't doing their normal routine. Like, maybe we should repost it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I, I plan to, so. All right. We'll see how that goes. I even take some bat institute that uh, like a bat yes. sanctuary in it. I figured they'd <laughs> at least did. comment. They didn't they comment did. either. Yeah, they were. They probably said, "Oh, don't kill it." You know, you would have thought they said something. There was That's one right. nice person on YouTube that commented, "Like, hey, if you got bit, you really should go get the uh, rabies shot." So someone cared about me. But, I, but not, not all not all bats will bite you though, especially if they're fruit bats. They they won't they won't bite you. That's the hope that none of these bite me, but yeah, the guy, because we kind of teased on the video and it said, did he just get bitten by the bat? And, yeah. And uh, yeah, someone was nice enough instead of telling me, I hope he got bit and died. They were like, hey, if you got bit, <laughs> you should uh, probably go get a shot. So, uh, You know, I live out in the woods and we have bats all over out here. I don't know what the species is, but uh, they do bite. And my neighbor was sleeping in the summer last year with his door open and bat two bats came in the house during the night with him sleeping and he woke up to them they woke uh -huh. him up flapping around and uh they have such fine teeth apparently that sometimes you can't even tell if you've been bit uh so they recommended that he go get all the rabies uh shots and it's not just one once you uh get possibly get bit I think you have to go to the doctor th like three days in a row and get these injections. I remember back in like the 80s, it was like 12 shots directly in your stomach or something. I'm assuming we've advanced from that point. Yeah, so maybe now well, just three. Right, in your I, eyeballs. Yeah. I just, I just found a bit of information that says bats do not bite unless they are provoked. Even mm -hmm. the occasional rabid bat seldom becomes aggressive. However, since bats are a rabies vector species in most places, and like wild animals, can bite to defend themselves, it's crucial to take all necessary precautions to avoid a potential exposure to the virus. Right. Yeah. Well, that bat may have been a Trump lover, because we were talking politics when that thing started dive-bombing me, so maybe I <laughs> yeah. did upset it. It was coming he, after me. So. He was at peace the whole show, and then, <laughs> right. yeah, started talking about <laughs> So, yeah, hopefully soon I'll be back in my actual studio, but uh, right now, yeah, you get to see my Pac-Man machine back there. That's fun. Yeah. So. yeah. Your cat was back there earlier playing the cello. Yep, I don't doubt it. They'll be making appearances. We've got Austin and Sparky now, so here we How go. How are they getting along, by the way? Uh, so far, so good. The first couple of days, uh, Austin, who's my normal cat, was completely bent out of shape that I brought a new one home. Yeah. But um, the last couple of days, they've been hanging out. They both slept next to me last night. I came home. They were both sitting in the window together, and now they're running around playing. Austin's good. so funny. She's the girl cat. And uh, yesterday, they were both like sitting in the sliding glass door looking out, and Austin just slowly looked over at him and just whapped him in the face once. Just like... <laughs> You know, I'm in charge, bitch. Right. Just reminder, like, this is still my house, just so you know. Like, that's funny. But, yeah, so far, so good. So we'll see how all this goes. I don't yeah. know what the deal is, dude, but uh, this weekend I was gone, and I had the uh, dog and the cat, Oliver and Woody, were both in boarding. And I noticed today that every time I pick them up, they're both excited for me to get them out of jail, bring them home. But for the first hour or so, Oliver, who's the dog, and Woody is a cat, uh, he tries to hump him 
uh, all, every time I bring them back from boarding, and I think it oh. is just to show him again, like uh, it's a dominance thing, right? It is, yeah. Probably. So he's just reminding him, like, yeah, we're back in the hizzy. That's why I occasionally try to hump Brewski. I just want to show him my dominance. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just lets go and lets loose, dude. Uh, that's funny. So, yeah. I, I had a coworker when I worked at a car lot in Tacoma who just does screw with you as far as, like, messing with you and asserting dominance sort of thing he'd sure. come up behind come up behind you so that his body was right against your back and uh. he'd, he'd put his hands on your stomach and he'd start whispering in your ear Shh, just let it happen I'm gonna, go <laughs> let it I'm gonna go nice and easy don't worry about it just let it happen and it's this hand really going up and down your chest uh. and you're just like ah Get off Dude, of me. I, I'll tell you, I think that's real funny when it happens to you. But if that happened to me, I am so uncomfortable with like, <laughs> especially strangers, like touching me around my stomach. And I do not like that at all. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like something you would put somebody up to do to yes. be your Bruce. Your <laughs> company, so. right. Like when you, used to, when you used to send people into rub Steve's shoulders while he was doing a, bi- a, a break. Yes. Yeah. N- okay. Nick has convinced interns to massage me live on the air before. That's. <laughs> disturbing and a human resources violation so indeed all right well let's get to compelling news boys are you ready please do yes this is need to know news news you need to know hello americans this is paul harvey stand by for news yes indeed all right can we start off with my favorite segment yeah yeah what do we know what your favorite segment is what do you think my favorite segment is Horny? Is it sex? Horny? Drugs? No. Rock well, and roll? I'm, You're close. I'm guessing. I'm guessing <laughs> oh, I was going to say T-R-U-M-P. Uh, no, that's not. That's my least favorite subject, <laughs> oh, but one okay. we have to constantly talk about for some reason. So, no, my favorite segment, gentlemen, is Steve was right. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you do like those. Those are especially uh, fun for you. Sometimes I put myself out there on a limb on this show, and I take some slings and arrows, both from you uh, 2 and then from the comment section out there on the interwebs. And uh, sure. You may recall a few months back, I was talking about uh, Wednesday Adams, the actress Jenna Ortega. Yes. And I said that the dance she did on that show was sexy. And boy, the interweb opened up on me, and uh, you guys gave me a decent amount of grief as well. And- I told, I told I you it was recall, fine. I don't it's not, it's Bruski like, giving you grief. Yeah, I mean, okay. He was kind of into it. <laughs> that well, might be not, fair, actually. You're right. But it's not, it's not like you were saying she was like a hot piece of ass or anything like that. Well, yeah. I mean, my point was never that I wanted to bang her. That It was that I thought the dance was really sexy, and I still will stand by that statement. Yeah. And, and yeah, the interweb opened up on me of like, you look like you're like in your 30s or something, which that was nice. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, the basic assertion was that I was too old to be commenting on her sexiness. Creepy and, old man. Right. And my I kept saying, like, the woman's 20. She's an adult. Like, knock it off already. Like... And I had made the assertion, I even tagged her on Twitter to try to get her to say something as far as, do you think you're an adult, Jenna Ortega? Or do you think you're a kid and adults, you know, hitting on you would be vastly inappropriate and all that stuff? So uh, she ignored us on Twitter. However, yeah, breaking news, Jenna Ortega rumored to be in a romantic relationship with Johnny Depp, who is 60 years old. Yeah, good for Johnny. Uh, and you don't think that's creepy? You don't think Johnny Listen, Depp's creepy in general? 
Two Not different topics here. <laughs> First of all, Johnny Depp's a cool dude, so you know I can't take away from him. But that's a forty-year age gap. If we're talking yeah. age gaps, I've got a ten-year age gap on my girlfriend, uh, yeah. and I think that's pressing the limit. So, on the topic of age gaps, forty seems excessive. But my point is, Jenna Ortega obviously feels she's an adult because she's dating a almost senior citizen. I don't think she cares, dude. She's banging Johnny Depp. Right. Yeah, like, he could be 150. You know, like uh, she's banging Johnny Depp. That, yeah. that just you know, that is Officer Tom Hansen you're talking about right there. <laughs> right, back in those days, the 21 Jump Street, that may have been more appropriate for him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, but it, it answers my question: Does she think of herself as an adult? And obviously, she does. So yes. I don't know that that proves that at all, dude. Why would I, she I, be dating a senior citizen if she thinks she's a kid? Because he's rich and one of the most famous <laughs> men in the world. Oh, she could get all sorts of rich men. That's yes, exactly. But yeah. Johnny Depp, dude, is like Dayton Clooney. I mean, it's 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 one of the big ones, right? Uh, if you could get him, I don't think she thinks. Oh, I'm an adult. I could do that. I don't think it well, proves anything. Have her uh, parents tried to Britney Spears her and put her under some? You know, uh, you know, we're taking over your decisions because you're making bad ones. No, she's li- yeah. uh, You know what? Her parents want to retire too, dude. I mean, it, oh. go screw Johnny Depp, please. <laughs> well, the 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 good thing though is that no matter where they go, even if it's a nightclub, she's yeah. still getting in no matter what because Johnny Depp will just say she's with me, and oh, even yeah. though she's she's underage, she'll still get served and. You know, sure. nothing worrying about that, you know. She rules the world. She's with Johnny Depp, dude. Heck Even yeah. more evidence that she's an adult, perceived or in reality. So, yes, my and, comments were fine. And you know what else, too? I'm sure she won't poop on his bed like Amber did. So he's already once step Allegedly, ahead of Brewski. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, speaking of that whole uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing, uh, Netflix has a documentary out right now that everybody's into watching. And it yes. looks at the the whole lawsuit, the case, the court. It's unbelievable, dude. I'll tell you what. I felt one way watching the whole trial with Johnny Depp and Amber, and then which was what? Which was a defamation case, you know. And uh, no, I mean, did you did you believe Johnny Depp or did you believe Amber Heard when you originally watched it? Mostly Johnny Depp. I mean, there were things that I believed. uh, I I felt like there was no way Amber could have won because like it turned into a sport of like people outside the courthouse clapping and Johnny like I said Johnny Depp can do no wrong so I mean it was a bit seemed a bit unfair but okay so watching the documentary, the documentary yeah. uh I think she got screwed so big time I mean all these court papers the the judge decided to seal that said oh you can't bring this up this is not relevant you can't bring this up and this up proved that that johnny depp got away with a lot of lies dude oh. and that whole thing one of which was the biggest for me anyway was uh she said uh johnny depp kicked her physically kicked her on an airplane okay and his assistant was there and she said i was not only hurt but i was so embarrassed because he did it in front of everybody and no one said anything and they asked his assistant in this original trial and it was you know I I don't have a recollection of that at all. 
And then now they release all the texts that go back and forth. And he was like, man, I can't believe he kicked you right in front of everybody. Like he got away with some stuff for sure. Interesting. I didn't think there was enough leg room on a plane to kick anybody. On a private Johnny Depp jet, there is. Oh, okay. I forgot <laughs> yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean money. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. So, does it prove that she was an adult? I say, I don't think so. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> that was not me. That was taken out of context. <laughs> and by the way, is it domestic violence if you kick? I mean, it doesn't have to be. Uh, it has to be well, upper body, I think, right? Well, te- well, technically, here in Massachusetts, at least, <laughs> It's a, it's more of a an offense if you kick somebody. They actually have an um, enhanced charge called called assault with shod foot. Well, that's wow. just because Bostonians are constantly punching each other. So you have to make some exception for that, right? <laughs> I think I uh, I'm pretty sure a kick is uh, that'll put you in jail. That's domestic abuse. Hmm. If you're serious, of course, I'm not advocating for <laughs> any of this. But. I mean, if you're Bruce Lee and you're giving someone a round kick to the head, yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah that's those fair. are lethal weapons. Well, none of this detracts from the point that she's Jenna Ortega is an adult, and yes. I was right. So, that thank old, you. old Jenna Ortega. This I expect vindication. <laughs> Start the news chant, please. Come on, news, 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 news. Thank you. Uh, we go back to certain places in this show that I don't look forward to going back to, but this is too good not to bring up. I speak of a man whose last name is Musk, first name Elon. Oh. Uh, article out on him. Uh, he says, this is uh, how a woke virus infecting my trans daughter led to my Twitter purchase. Okay. I didn't even know he had a trans daughter. I didn't either, and that's disappointing to know how conservative he is if he's got someone like that in his life. Uh, Completely. So, uh, Elon Musk has said that he decided to buy Twitter after he feared that his daughter had been exposed to a woke mind virus on the platform. She went beyond socialism. Okay, so uh, let me, I skip something here. Okay, so the owner of the social media platform, which has been uh, renamed X, believed that his daughter had been exposed to radical ideas at her 39,000 pound a year school in California. She went beyond socialism to being full communist and thinking that anyone rich is evil. Well, that created a problem between the two of them. Musk's daughter, Jenna, 19, cut all ties with their father after transitioning to a female. The billionaire partly blames the Crossroads School of Arts and Science for his daughter's change in attitude towards him. Must believe that the same radical mentality fostered at his daughter's school was also present on Twitter, leading to his decision to buy the platform. Come on. Come on is right, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's all over every social media platform. So is he gonna is he gonna buy the internet to try to protect his daughter from information? <laughs> right. Come on, dude. Uh first of all, I don't believe you care about your daughter that much that you would spend those billions buying Twitter. Yes. Not to mention he said he was doing this because he's a free speech purist. He wants all speech to be out there. But this is where it came from. An interview with Walter Isaacson for his upcoming biography. Musk said that the mindset that had infected his daughter 
was also present on Twitter and was suppressing right-wing views. Unless the woke mind virus, which is fundamentally anti-science, no, anti-merit, and anti-human in general is stopped, civilization will never become multi-planetary. I don't care. First of all, I don't need another planet to go to. I'm staying here no matter what, right? Yeah, really. So uh, that's weird. According to the book, Musk, uh, Musk initially embraced Jenna, formerly known as Xavier, when they came out as transgender at the age of 16. However, he soon became disillusioned with his child's liberal education, and Jenna later cut ties with Musk. She cut him off, dude. I mean, yeah. doesn't that tell you something? Yes, and I would bet it is not actually liberal education. It's just education. And yeah. As we've discussed, facts and reality tend to have a liberal bias. So, How can he say liberal education is anti-science? It's everything that it is, is science. I always say liberalism is based on logic. It's based on facts. In 2020, Musk tweeted, I absolutely support trans, but all these pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare. In a separate message on the platform, he added, pronouns suck. No wonder why your daughter hates you, dude. Yeah, really. But but pr- everybody uses pronouns on a daily basis. Yes, he just doesn't want to be forced to use pronouns that he doesn't understand or agree with, I think. Or, or he doesn't want to go through what he would consider the trouble to use the ones that that person prefers. He just wants to go with what he thinks should be used and doesn't want to have to go quote unquote out of his way. Sure. A hundred percent. I hear conservatives. Well, I can't say I hear it all the time, but I've heard uh, the conservatives that I know in my life have all told me when it comes to pronouns, like why should I have to change what I'm doing to make you happy? I'm like, really? It's that big of a deal to you to try and make someone's life a little easier. Yeah. I don't want to have to change anything. Yeah. Change is part of progress and change is part of uh, the course of history. And he's just being completely disingenuous. I mean, I've got an article here about how, you know, he's been threatening to sue the uh, the ADL, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, because he's blaming them. Uh, They're pointing out how much hate speech he's allowed to proliferate and how much woke or liberal or science based facts that he's been censoring. Oh, so truth. He, He's just censoring the truth. Right. I mean, this is he, his politics don't align with the truth, so he's trying to censor it. He's going to sue the ADL, and it's causing advertisers to leave. So he's trying to say that you've cost me revenue, therefore I'm suing you for harming my business. But he's the one harming his business, and he's obviously being hypocritical, saying he bought Twitter to be a free speech bastion where every opinion is yes. going to get to go. He just wants his hateful conservative speech to be out there and as you're pointing out with your article he wants to censor all the other stuff so yeah it's not free speech at all and you know musk i've realized the problem he's having is he's used to running companies where he creates a product like the car uh you know launching a spaceship to mars or the moon or whatever he doesn't understand what running an advertising based business is actually like and that you are accountable to your advertisers because they'll only put up with so much garbage before they leave and when they do that your business is screwed 
Yes. So, no, he's a giant hypocrite, and I love that he named his daughter Xavier X, you know, because he's obsessed with the letter X, and then the daughter changed her name. (laughs) So funny, dude. Uh, But, yeah, just another uh, example uh, that shows that Elon Musk is a douchebag. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> okay. Well, um, as you may or may not know, the U.S. Open Tennis Championship is going on in Flushing Meadows, New York. Yeah. Sure. I like okay. to watch the female competition. There's so much grunting and groaning going on. <laughs> well, oh, it's bastard. now well, I will tell you that the Fox News people are very, very concerned, especially Brian Kilmeade. And, um, well, it seems like that there's been um, the scent of cannabis uh, floating around, uh, not just uh, in where you get the snacks and everything, but even in the stands. Good, uh, dude. It's nice to see it evolve like uh, Happy Gilmore brought the joy of golf, right? Tell me you're a pot smoker without, that you're not a pot smoker, a weed smoker, without saying that you are. Fox's News is Brian Kilmeade worried that fans with bongs will affect the U.S. Open. Okay. Bong. Okay. Who, uh, who the hell? Who the hell thinks that, that they're going to be able to bring a bong into into the, the U.S. Open? Our, I mean, uh, maybe our old producer. I mean, that guy carried a <laughs> huge bong with him everywhere it went, wrapped I, in an old dirty T-shirt. <laughs> the herpes bong. Yeah. Herpes bong. But yeah, who's bringing that into the U.S. Open? What a moron! Nobody. Well, you're, you're right. How to sound like an old, out of touch white dude? Everyone's smuggling bong. Bongs into the U.S. Open. So These bongs oh. could affect the sport. Right. They're reefer. Okay. So he says, he says, quote, this affects your mind, exclamation point. Do you <laughs> want to, in the biggest tournament of your life, you want to have someone else's decision to smoke pot affect that? The answer is no, exclamation point. Now, here's, here's, here's part two to sounding like an old, out-of-touch white guy. Yeah. He, he actually claims that players on the court would get ready Contact. for Contact. Exactly, a contact high for people smoking oh, in the stands. Wow. Oh, Boy, I wish it worked that way. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you got to be like in Snoop Dogg's dressing room or locked car, you know, to get right. a contact high. Like, are you kidding me? It's called yeah. clam baking, and even then it's questionable <laughs> how uh, how much secondhand high you get, really. But that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, and so now this, this kind of dovetails to President Biden actually um, – promoting well moving to move um marijuana from the drug classification where it is now to class one so it, yeah. it wouldn't it would no longer be like with heroin and all that sort of thing yeah to, to which brian kilmeade says and it's going to get worse there's maneuvers now and especially by this president and chuck schumer to legalize it for the entire country oh yeah, yeah he does want it done federally and uh yeah uh, i think that freaks a lot of people out especially the privatized prisons that are profiting deeply off uh, the status of its legalization. I'm sure plenty of people in Fox News are stoners, and so many people are. You know, this whole thing of it being classified as a Schedule 1 narcotic or whatever has been ridiculous. It's why we can't do the kind of research that's needed. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, I mean, amen to to Biden for pushing for it. I hope it actually comes to fruition. And, you know, I've said this before. We work with pot shops here in town on the, uh, the radio station. 
corporation, and it's completely unfair, the business practices they have to do, because it's legal in the state, but it's illegal federally. So they can't use the banking system. They can't take credit cards. Um, you know, and they're cash almost all business. Yeah, they're an all cash business, and that's why they get broken into all the time because they're full of pot and money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Put a couple of nude models in there, dude. That place will be, you know, heaven on earth. It'll never be, it'll always be broken into. Well, exactly. Brewski talked about a place back in the East Coast that was going to be a strip club, you know, pot shop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Can't, can't imagine how often they get broken into. But yeah, yeah. I just love the assertion that everyone in the audience is getting stoned and the the poor players. But if we make it legal, they can just make a bong out of their tennis rackets. I mean, that'd be a whole fun game too. So, bong. well, I will leave you. I will leave you with this quote here. From Brian Kilmeade, we thought hecklers were the biggest op- obstacle. Turns out it's people with bongs. Gosh, dude. Someone to take that guy out and introduce him to vape pens, edibles, uh, you know, a little one-hitter. Just <laughs> get him stoned <laughs> one time. Right. Yeah. Need to know news. News you need to know. All right. Uh, under the topic here of need to know news, uh, stuff we feel the audience needs to know. We had brought this up an episode or two back about whether or not Trump would be constitutionally eligible to be president. Yes. And, you know, there's several constitutional scholars, including a uh, prominent conservative group of lawyers who have come out to say that he does not appear to be eligible to even be you know, the next president because of the 14th Amendment. And it says something along the lines of, you know, giving aid and comfort to insurrectionists. Um, But I had the question of how do we how do we know who enforces that? So there's been a lot of people talking about this. And the basic answer is it comes down to the secretaries of state in any given state. So you know, Brewski's in Massachusetts, Nick in Washington, I'm in California. If our secretaries of state They're the ones that have to prohibit him from being on the ballot. And then if they do that, the Trump campaign would sue. It would then go to the Supreme Court. So, you know, Nick had said it was up to the Supreme Court, which is true. But there is a step ahead of it. So my point is, everyone in whatever state you're listening to, you should be contacting your Secretary of State to put the heat on them to abide by the 14th Amendment and not allow him on the damn ballot. Yes. Do you guys know who John Castro is? Uh, Fidel's younger brother. <laughs> uh, this is the first uh, This is the first case to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will decide whether or not to kick Trump off the ballot in regards to John Castro, who is wanting to be the, a Republican nominee for president, okay? He mm. took the case to the Supreme Court, uh, and the justices uh, uh, are discussing it as we speak. Uh, they said uh, his, his whole complaint was, hey, if I want to be the Republican nominee, and then he falls off, it screws me because all the constituents that I speak to say we would totally support you if Trump wasn't on the ballot. But we have a blinding faith to Trump. And as long as he's on the ballot, that's the direction we'll go. So he's saying, like, this makes it unfair if he is found guilty for everything in a few months then I'm screwed. So you guys need to decide. Right. Uh, they're looking at that right now. 
And uh, the only issue is, is technically he hasn't been found guilty, right? Yeah. Uh, I got a quote here from a uh, University of Chicago Law School professor, William Bode. Uh, he says, if the public record is accurate, the case is not even close. He is no longer eligible for the office of presidency or any other state or federal office covered by the Constitution. And a lot of these experts are saying he doesn't have to actually be indicted. A whole bunch of other people have already been indicted and cited, cited as this being an act of insurrection. And so Trump gave them aid and comfort. Doesn't mean he has to be indicted with them. He just supported wow. them and has continued to do so since. Wow. And there was some declaration by Congress for some of these officers that they had survived an insurrection, quote unquote. So yeah. a lot of these experts are saying it's already documented enough that this was an insurrection. Trump supported them at the time and has supported them since. And now, provoked him. That's, so I, I guess, what we're waiting to see. But the uh, the rest of it is already proven. Well, I was going to say, I, I have a story here from CBS News from a year ago tomorrow, actually, and that a New Mexico state court judge ruled that the founder of the group, Cowboys for Trump, must be removed from his post as an Otero County Commissioner due to his participation in January 6, 2021 assault on the Capitol. Hmm. This gentleman hasn't hasn't been wasn't brought up on charges or anything like that, but because he participated in that under Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, and he engaged in that insurrection, he was then disqualified from serving in federal or state elected positions going forward. Yeah, I, guys, I'm really starting to see a utopian you know scenario play out next year where we're all worried about Trump getting you know somehow winning the presidency again. I, I I bet he's either not going to be eligible. He's not going to be a free man. Like this yeah. is this may utterly implode on the Republican Party in a historically comical way. Yeah. And I got a I got a quote here from a guy named uh, Oscar Brock, the Republican National Committee member in Tennessee, conservative country. Uh, he said, "Quote." referring to Trump, he knew these indictments were coming and he ran for president anyway, knowing full well he was taking the Republican Party down with him. It's the most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's coming from the guy's a real, real conservative. Yes, exactly. So some of them Wait. are starting to see where this may all completely fall apart on us. Yes. Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that Donald Trump did something selfish and self-serving? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hard exactly. to believe. He's being himself, so none of us should be overly surprised. But I, you know, I honestly don't blame Trump so much for doing what he's doing, trying to run again. I blame every Republican, the entire party, for just standing back and going, "Hey, what are you going to do?" People yeah. seem to like the guy. Like right. that's why I just I pray this whole thing just blows up in their face. This next election could be an utter landslide, or Biden could be running against a phantom. Really, you know. You know, uh, there's a quote out there that. Uh comes to mind with this whole thing and then it talks about like uh you know even hitler thought he was right you know so uh we all think we're right so if donald trump really thinks he's right all of you supporters at this point can't be like well i like his policy i like this you know uh you have to understand that he's a criminal and that he only cares about himself and if you can't step away then you're not even a conservative. I guess you know you're just, you're just a crazy person yes. who's worshiping somebody. It's completely un-American to be supporting somebody like Trump, who's a self-serving narcissist, criminal soon to be. I mean, he's already been you know found guilty of being a rapist. 
Yeah. I mean, could, could you fathom if Biden or Obama had any? I mean, Trump's got 90-something indictments going against him. If, if there was even a whiff of one indictment against Biden or Obama, conservatives would have freaked the hell out appropriately because you shouldn't be supporting criminals for the highest office in the land. I love seeing all these clips of going back to the 2016 election where everyone's like, you know, Hillary Clinton's a criminal. Like, uh, she's going to be tied up in lawsuits. There's no way she should be able to be running for this office. Yes. And now they're all singing a different song. Yes. Even Trump said back then, just somebody being investigated should be disqualifying. Yeah. I mean, Trump's been full-on indicted four different times, 90-something indictments. I mean. uh, And you people, when he said that, you cheered. Lock her up. Lock her up. Like, she shouldn't be allowed to be here. Yeah. But you don't see the irony in all of this? Right. No, completely un-American. It's just like boycotting Bud Light. Like, you're hurting an American company, American employees. Like, what? why do you think that th- this is okay because of your politics to go hurting other Americans? It's the utter act of selfishness, and they're embodying it full-blown next year. So can't wait to see how it turns out. Did but by you, the- go ahead. I was just going to say, this whole secretaries of state thing, it's not actually going to work if they do it in California or Washington in a blue state. Like, mm. we got to get a purple or a red state to take them off just one of those ballots. Yes. And well, Trump will freak out. This will go to the Supreme Court, and this could decide the entire election. And it would well, be so great if he was nominated first and then deemed to be uh, un, un, you know, uneligible. Because then yeah. I don't know how they pull it off. Just write in ballots, I guess. Suppose. Or some other candidate, you know? Yeah, but who's going to well, tell them to do it? Their guy will be gone, and they don't listen to anybody else. Right. Well, Steve, and by I'll the just... way, I'm putting faith in the Supreme Court, which we now know is completely corrupt and conservative-controlled, <laughs> so, you know, I have little hope. Well, but yeah, Well, we... Steve, I was, I was going to tell you, Steve, that one of the states that, they, that was a battleground state crucial to Trump winning uh, last election that they tried to flip the uh, electors on is your home state of Michigan. Yeah. And the Secretary of State there, Jocelyn Benson, she's not she's not playing any games, and there's there's no way he's going to end up on the ballot there. She's going to step up there. You watch. Yeah, that could do it. You know, Michigan's gone blue for a lot of cycles, but it's always close. So yeah, that could be enough to freak him out. And well, but you know, Michigan they had the gov- they have the governorship, and might I say. An absolute hot governor, too. She is gorgeous, Gretchen <laughs> Webner. I love her so much. But but they also have the state Senate and also the House, the Democrats do. And they've made big steps there and made, and brought in, done a lot of really great things for the citizens of Michigan. Keep your eye on this, people. But, yeah, you're listening out there. Call your state secretary of state where you live and put the pressure on them. Did you guys uh, see uh, DJT? Uh, go on True Social and make a little post about all of this. Well, I've seen yes. he's just posting at nauseum, like a panicked, you know, someone caught in a trap. But which oh. one are you referring to? Uh, this is whether or not to be kicked off the ballot. And I'll tell you what it says. All right. <laughs> yeah. Almost all legal scholars have voiced opinions that the 14th Amendment has no legal basis or standing relative to the upcoming 2024 presidential election. Uh I mean, that's completely false. (laughs) That's completely false, dude. And now, granted, there have been a few, you know, but the majority of them are, you know, saying the opposite, obviously. Yes, including several conservative lawyers. And by the way, the Constitution is the basis for law. So you can't say there's no basis in law for this. No, it's it's in there. That is the basis. That's what we're reading. 
the people who are telling him that are the people like Dershowitz, yes. Giuliani, Judge you know, Jeannie the, Perino or whatever. <laughs> all yeah. of the, yes, box of wine judge there. Yes. <laughs> the, the, there's, um, well, who's, all the, uh, work- who's the attorney uh, that's in, in indicted with him? What's his name? Oh, John well, Eastman. That's he's telling him. He goes on to say, like election interference, it's just another trick being used by the radical left communist Marxists and fascists to gain steal another election that their candidate the worst most incompetent most corrupt president in u.s history is incapable of winning in a free and fair election make america great again in caps uh this is the new spin that he's trying to put on biden that he's the most corrupt president in the history of the u.s and you've seen that they're trying to get impeachment hearings going against uh, biden right it's so stupid, and the even the Republicans are like, no. Marjorie yes. Taylor Greene was so upset. She was like, come on, Republicans. Let's yeah. at least have a conversation. They're like, nothing to talk about. There's, yeah. no, there's no proof. They don't have the votes. Exactly. Yeah. And McCarthy, I was reading an article today that, you know, McCarthy can only lose four Republican votes, and uh, it wouldn't be able to even go to an impeachment hearing. And he's got way more than that saying, like, there's no evidence of any crime. Like, shouldn't we have some evidence first, not just some theory or opinion? So I don't yeah. even think that's going to work. But I don't think so either. There, even the those Republicans are saying, like, let's stop putting on a show here. Like, let's run the government. This is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I know what they're doing. They're trying to put so much disinformation out there that nobody knows what's what. And the average citizen is going to go, you know what? I hate politics. Like, they're both both sides are equally wrong. Yeah. There was a time in politics where that was true. That's not this time anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Those are days of y'all. My uh, poor father was talking to me yesterday about the politics on our show, and he was trying to say, like, don't be political, just speak the truth. Talk about facts. Huh? And I'm That's like, not... you, you can't do that anymore. The facts are political because the facts are the liberal or the Democrat side of things. And if you simply say that Trump broke the law, if climate change is real, like... Those are all facts, but they're immediately political because that's how far we've come in this country. Your dad thinks that we are talking to someone reasonable, and right. then he's right. He's right about it. Well, but I think I think Kellyanne Conway, with her phrase of alternative facts, yeah, I think I think that illustrates exactly where the political discourse is because yes. because there are a, they always say you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Right, but the they've facts- rewritten that. The facts are the facts, and unfortunately, the GOP now actually believes in alternative facts. Absolutely, yeah. and that's the whole problem. That's why I told them you can't you can't speak to the truth because it's political all of a sudden. It's ridiculous, but this is where we are. So you know, so you know what that means. These are the facts of life. This is where we are, dude. Mrs. Garrett approved. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you... All the humanity and all the faith. The state which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. News you need to know. We fear the facts now. Uh, this is interesting the way this uh, leaks into everything, whether it is uh, uh, when I say that, I mean, being political, it leaks into every area of our life. And sometimes it's very dangerous. And this is a story about that. 
Uh, top scientist Patrick Brown says he deliberately omitted key facts in a climate change piece he just had published in a prestigious journal to ensure woke editors would run it. That's 80% of wildfires are started by humans. That's a fact. But he omitted it from his story because it doesn't fit the narrative of a woke science community. <laughs> That's antithetical to what science is supposed to be. You're not supposed to be omitting facts, you know. He just I uh, he just wanted to see like if I leave this out and just stick to the narrative that suits uh, you know, very liberal-minded scientists, will I get published? And sure enough, he did. He had wow. tried for years to you know, write the facts in with it. If it wasn't popular, it was a fact, but uh, it wasn't working. Huh. He uh, left that out and said, it just basically said like, yeah, it's all about climate change. That's why we're having all these wildfires. And the fact that 80% of wildfires are started by humans is not important to the story. So I'll leave it out. And that's really? when things start get dangerous. We can believe in both, right? We can believe that climate change is happening and we got a lot of dumb people who throw cigarettes out or somehow start these wildfires. It happens a lot. And nature causes a lot of them. This whole uh, latest fire that took place in, in Hawaii, uh, you know how it started, yeah? Uh, electrical line, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was. Too, electrical yeah. line. So, like, a lot of these are being started that way or through lightning strike or whatever it may be. But then the climate change is really stepping in and how these fires are burning and how right. long they're burning for. Now that's a different story. Exactly. The fire that ravaged right out my window here a couple of years ago, the Caldor fire in Northern California that I had to evacuate my home for. I mean, if I look out this window, I can literally see the burn scar. It's, it's you know, 300 yards that way. It was started by a human being, but the fact that climate change has got our forest so dried out is why it spread so rapidly yeah. and got into communities. So I think we actually are just supposed to be raking the forest and then that won't happen. Sweeping. Sweeping. Yeah. Sweeping. Sweeping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not even raking. It's According to Professor Trump, yes. Yeah. We've got to do a better job out here cleaning our forests. So. Yes. So, yeah. And I'll tell you, the fire in Hawaii, uh, Nick knows the story, but I don't think I've told you, Brewski. My, uh, my therapist, Misty, who we talk about on the show a lot, she was in Lahana for the fire. She really? was not only in it, her hotel had no way to evacuate. She had to go into, along with every other guest of this hotel, the swimming pool while they watched the hotel burn around them. She was wow. in the pool for three hours before uh, some Forest Service crew was finally able to break in there and rescue all these people. And she was in the pool with her husband, and they were saying goodbye to each other. I mean, they assumed they were going to boil alive in this pool and be burned from this fire. I'm sure, uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't think he probably asked her this, but I'm sure that she could feel the heat from where she was. And that's I, how hot it was, oh, right? I, yeah, of course. I would assume so. And her kids were back home watching all this live on the news, assuming that their mother was dead. And every, you know, all of her possessions were burned up in the hotel, cell phone Ugh. included. So it took forever to communicate. But, you know, I mean, she was right there in the thick of it. I mean, can you fathom being shoulder to shoulder in a swimming pool with a bunch of other tourists while everything is burning around you? Saying goodbye to your loved ones and not being able to say goodbye to others, yeah. your kids, for crying out loud. Yeah. 
so psychologically, obviously, this messes with any human being. It's a good thing she's so uh, healthy-minded. But right. she's, uh, therapy. she's open to therapy. That's the end of the <laughs> right. <laughs> but she ended up only... Uh, this seems... Uh, short for me she ends up only taking one week off coming back and saying you know what i need one week to let my brain readjust to life and get past enough of this to take care of other people and she came back quick dude yeah she she kind of did i mean i showed up for my first therapy session back and there was a note on the door saying you know apologies but you know misty due to unforeseen circumstances and then she had emailed me directly saying you know i was involved in the fires but i didn't know the extent of it so when i finally got back yeah a week later uh, she was visibly shaken and she told me you know because i fled from my forest fire that i was just talking about and yeah said, you know i can kind of relate to you and she was like yeah but i was actually directly in and she told me the whole story and that, um, yeah, not only was she starting into her own therapy, but, you know, she told me, you've been my client for a few years now. So if you see me saying something, acting different than I normally would, like I need people that know me to keep me in check because I am worried about not being able to be a good therapist for you because yes. of what I've just been through. And, and I'm trippy. worried I've come back too soon and all that stuff. But she felt the obligation to come back for people like me. And, but yeah, I mean, how twisted is that? Wow. Standing in a pool, dude. Well, you know what? When I first heard that uh, one of the first reports on the fire that I heard are that residents of the island are jumping in the water. And to yep. be really honest with you, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're jumping in the water. Like, calm down. Like, you know, you're 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 going to be OK. What a naive thing for me to think and say, like jumping in the water. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. A lot of the pictures for those people jumping in the ocean was basically they were they were stuck in their cars on a roadway that went right up alongside the beach, and the fire was burning inland towards the beach. So, yeah, they had nowhere to go but nowhere go jump go. in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, wow. And, yeah, back to the original point, like even if these fires are started by arson or accidental, you know, lightning strike, whatever, climate change is making it worse because we are so dried out. And Yeah, for sure. It's not, you know, you can't blame climate change uh, in, exclusively for it. But that's the no. whole point. Climate change is taking naturally occurring things and making them much worse. Like yeah. the hurricane we just saw in Florida. Um, the ocean temperatures are near boiling points down in the Gulf of Mexico. It's yeah. like a hot tub. And yeah. that the more heat and humidity that goes into a hurricane, the stronger it is. So would there have been a hurricane without it, without climate change? Sure. But climate change has made it that much worse. Yeah, so climate change is like steroids. You know, it just makes you, uh, uh, you know, all this destruction and disaster a finely tuned machine. Open up, conservatives. Open up your eyes. Yes, please. It's time. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Enough Someone said. get me some f-ing Cheetos. <laughs> no, dude, you're on. You, this is your story now, Brisky. You can eat uh. later. Okay, well, I don't know. After this story, I don't know how much I want to eat, actually. <laughs> it's a recurring theme here on the, the old VM. And uh, speaking of uh, a little fecal matter. Oh, a little poo-poo. Oh. The VM yeah. does like to talk about BMs. So. <laughs> we do, yeah. dude. That should be our slogan. <laughs> yes, but but we usually don't like it to be in a confined area. A Delta flight had to turn around to be cleaned after a medical issue apparently involving a passenger having diarrhea, quote, all the way through the plane, end quote. 
Oh, like he started oh. squirting in his seat and then just ran to the bathroom and trailing it the whole way. I guess oh. so. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, this is a this is a flight going from Atlanta to Barcelona, Spain. Oh, so it's a nice a long, long flight. Bad boy. This is they're two Ooh. hours in and they had to turn around because this passenger had uh, diarrhea and it went all through the plane. The passenger says, "Quote: This is a biohazard issue." And, <laughs> it yeah. is. Quote, we've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the plane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta, end quote. Wow. Oh, man. Um, I mean, that's good in-flight entertainment. I actually, do we have any cell phone video of that poor man running around <laughs> spraying? Yeah. Let's, I don't know. I, hopefully somebody did. But they were able to, they, they got all the passengers off the plane in Atlanta, and yeah. they got them put on another plane. Those passengers <laughs> made it to Barcelona eight hours later than they were supposed to. Wow. Which is actually not that not that bad, really, when you think about turning around for two hours and then having a taxi and yeah. get in and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and they're making so- the best out of a crappy situation. <laughs> yes, they are. Are you, if you're on that plane, do you, what's your vote? Do we keep going or do we turn around? If you had the choice, it was a solid, we're going to vote on the plane, whatever you guys vote for. How bad does it smell? There's diarrhea dripped up and down the aisles of, you know, the whole airplane. I, I know. <laughs> but so, I mean, use your imagination. I wasn't there. Uh, I imagine that it smells like poo wafting around in a enclosed area. For yeah, another listen. six hours? Ooh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't care if you spray it directly on me. Don't turn my plane around. Like, man up, get a wet wipe, and get me to my destination. Yeah, I think I'm with harness. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to go turn around, debore. Like, eight hours of travel is like 30 hours. It's like dog years. Right. Do you know how many diapers I've changed? How many animals I've cleaned up after? Get me to Spain. I can take it. I, I think I told you guys a long time ago that... Uh, I was coming back from Vegas once and really sick, and I had diarrhea and yeah. I was throwing up. Remember? Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember that. I remember you got it all over yeah. yourself. I threw up in my pants, and I mean, I just cleaned it up in a bath, you know, an airplane bathroom. I had to go sit next to somebody. I mean, it was Rachel on one side of me, but there was somebody else across the aisle from me, so they right. didn't stop the plane. Keep me going, dude. I'm going to Spain. I'll be fine. Put your mask on. I guess it's because you were enough of a champion to get to the bathroom. That's where you puked in your own pants, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I puked my pants. That's yeah, you kept it out of the aisle, so I guess that was the fine the fine line. Oh no, yeah. you are a champion. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and uh, not, not so for this person. This person decided to leave a snail trail from one end of the plane to the other. Ugh. I, it's so nasty, dude. I would not want to be on that plane, but yeah, I don't want to turn around. That's my they, vote. They actually had um, a cleaning crew that took several hours to clean that plane uh, and was able to send it off to another another flight a, a few hours after they had yeah. gotten everybody on the new plane for Barcelona. I wonder Ladies how well they actually sanitized that. So they just clean yeah. it up, you know? Right. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, come on. It was a quick turnover, but uh, did the pilot welcome you? Like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the poop plane. <laughs> you know, like, uh, somebody just grabbed their pants on this plane and the aisle and that seat and that seat. Well, and we all know feces is on everything we touch, every doorknob, every escalator railing. I'm sure your airplane seat already has fecal matter on it. Just suck it up and get to where you're going. Yeah. 
We you know, have natural things to fight fecal matter. We talked a couple episodes ago. Nick brought a story about some religious freaks standing up and singing a God loves Jesus song yes. on the airplane. Yeah. Now that I would turn around for and get me the hell away from it. Get him off the plane. Get him yeah. off. Diarrhea is fine. We'll accept the diarrhea, Brewski, but it is gross. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. Yeah, we have talked multiple times on this show about uh, aliens mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, not only my theories that we humans are actually the aliens that, you know, we were planted here or whatever. And I had a fun discussion with Dottie this weekend about the Bible where I said, wouldn't it actually make more sense if my theory was correct that humans are the aliens, that Jesus was an alien? Then all of these crazy things he was able to do would actually make sense. Were you guys on mushrooms or stoned when you had this? I'm sure we weren't sober, but, you know, there's actually a small amount of logic to it. Because I was saying if aliens were proven to be true, then that blows up religion. Unless religion embraces it and says, like, hey, maybe Buddha, maybe Jesus, maybe these people are aliens. So, you know, I'm just throwing that out there to upset people and talk about it. But... You discuss amongst yourselves. Uh, we had covered these uh, congressional testimonies that happened a month or so back, and the fact that they basically confirmed that UFOs are real, which by default would have to mean that aliens are real. So, we were wondering, would continued pressure happen? Uh, and I'm happy to announce the Defense Department launched a new website this week for declassified information on UFOs. The uh... web. Yeah, that we can access? Yes, this is newly declassified information. The website is intended to serve as a one-stop shop for any new reporting, findings, and information on UFO sightings, information, and reports. Wow, dude. Have you gone to it? I haven't, nor has anyone else. And I care about this, and I haven't gone to it. So, <laughs> like, my shit, point I haven't that- heard about it. Well, again, this is what we're always saying, like aliens are real and no one's talking about it. No one cares. It's not covered in the news. So part of why I'm announcing this is to try to get not only us, but anyone else out there listening, like people got to go look at this website. We got to read through it. We got to see what's out there because I'm assuming there's actually interesting information sitting there that somebody's got to go read and publish (laughs) and get a whole bunch to care about. So yeah, that is need to know news, Steve. There's nothing more important than that. Right. So uh, the uh, the website is aaro.mil, uh, all domain anomaly resolution. A-A-R-O. Why? Why, dude? Why would you make that website up for this? No one's going to that. We're going to change that. So I'm going to do a little reading on it. Let me. I'll let you know if I find anything. But it's need to know news because people need to go read this thing. And by the way, they just launched it. It's going to be an ongoing thing. So maybe six months from now, something else is declassified. That hey, check back off information. Exactly. Nice. So say the website again, dude. It is uh, AARO, which stands for All Domain Anomaly Resolution. This is apparently some government office. So AARO.mil. What is that website, by the way? .mil? The hell is that? Military. Oh, okay. Good call. There you go. So it's a real website. It's set up through the government. They're posting publicly declassified information on UFOs. And I'm hoping media outlets and other people go and actually read this thing. And let's see what we find on there. Start reporting on it a little bit. Yeah, I'll check in with it often, dude. That's great. Yeah, we'll post it on our uh, socials and all that stuff. But yeah, start spreading this thing around the interwebs. Like, we need to actually read it because I could just see a, a funny story where we posted it three years ago. No one noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one anything. <laughs> right. Now, so. now these guys are here <laughs> probing. Right. 
Exactly. But now we've announced it, so it should blow up to all five of our listeners. So <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right. Well, gents, that's going to do it. Another, if I do say so myself, a fantastic episode of The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. Indeed it does. Yeah, do find us on the socials. We're on all of them. Uh, Twitter, while it's still a thing, or X, or whatever the hell it's called. and uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the Tic Tac, and uh, what's the Threads? Yeah. And, uh, I think that's it. And we're in the Yellow Pages. We have a full page and the Yellow Pages, so <laughs> check us out there. Yeah. Say goodbye, Brewski. Goodbye, Brewski. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. I- Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.